Hello, everybody. Welcome to Anything About a One podcast, episode 69. Nice. Um, I don't have a joke for number 69 because I thought that would be funny enough. In my head, I hoped you'd all come in at the same time and say nice at the same time, but I think we'll just... Um... No, let's do it again. Good morning, everybody. Evening, whatever. Welcome to Anything But One podcast, episode 69. Nice. Nice. Uh, we are. <laughs> I'm so childish. Um, we are. Oh, you know, you know, it reminds me. So I'll, I'll get onto it in a minute. Actually, just put, laughing put, at stupid put, stuff. Put, put, in some, put in some Beavis and Butthead laughter, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't put sound effects in this. What am I? Two drunk flings, or six drunk flings, or ninety-five drunk flings, or whatever they're called. How many drunk um, flings there are this week? <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys, really. Uh, I'm Twelfthman. I'm here as always because I'm still I'm still subject to lockdown, so I'm not allowed to leave. I'm not allowed to leave except for four uh, predefined reasons. Who else is with me today? Yeah, Matt Nightwing here as always, also on the lockdown. Uh, Nasgob, but enjoying lockdown a little bit more because I live in the country, so I can just go and have a picnic in a field. <laughs> there, there, there. Right now, listen. So here's what we did: is um, you are allowed now. They've relaxed the lockdown a little bit, which is always a good idea, you know. As as that joke that's going around: oh, lockdown is working, therefore we can relax the measures. No, that's not how it works. This parachute is working, therefore I can take it off. No, 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 no. Um, but you are allowed now to drive to the countryside if you spend significantly more time walking than driving. So you can do a ten-minute drive for an hour's walk. I presume is what that means. So we did a little bit of a search on the interwebs and thought, okay, well, where can we go? That's nice. And we found somewhere that looked nice. And we drove there to the middle of the forest and it was closed. <laughs> oh, so we just had to go home in obviously, shame. Obviously, it was closed. We were looking forward to that and everything. But there we go. Never mind. Um, but, with, but I think we saw an otter, which was quite exciting because there was a reservoir or something nearby. And we saw something that wasn't a squirrel. It definitely wasn't a squirrel, so we think it might have been after. Who knows? Ooh, the, fam- the, fam- the fam- famous there. beast of the moors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to give you a case for a weasel. Uh, a stoat. Um, possibly a stoat. Or actually, even a maybe ferret. it was a weasel. Mm, we be. thought ferret. We, we considered. We thought it might be a ferret. What do we think the animal was, Anna? You reckon it's a ferret? Oh, okay. A cat snake. That's what ferrets are. Cat think, snakes. Yeah, they are, pretty much. Um... Cat we snake went there. is what my cat does when he's sleeping and hides all of his paws. He looks like a snake. I thought he said hide his paw then. <laughs> <laughs> does he? No, that's a very different cat. <laughs> right, so when we first got a cat, and we were obviously nervous about making sure we did everything right, so I, I, what I did is I thought, all right, where do I put this cat litter? How do I make sure, you know, how do I do this all properly? So I, I put a tray on the table, like this dining room table in the middle of the front room where me and Anna were. And I put some cat litter in it, and I thought, well, so where am I supposed to put this? I went on the laptop, and I googled, you know, cat cat litter, new cat kitten, all the rest of it, and it said, oh, got to be careful, because cats are secretive creatures, and they like to do their business in the private where nobody can see them. And I thought, okay. And I turned around to move the litter tray, and the cat was just on it, on the table, in the middle of the room, just going to town. <laughs> yep, that sounds like a cat. Yeah, pretty much. I think people maybe write these guides with what they think what they think cats should be, perhaps in their in their mind. Like when they say, "Oh, my kid's really clever," and you think, "Is it?" Or do you just wish it was, or hope it is? And you actually, you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being cynical. All this all this isolation's maybe maybe cynical. Um, Hang on, it's only the isolation that's made you cynical. Yeah, I'm normally very positive. I'm a bit positive. 
I'm positive. I'm a positive person. I'm a positive Polly, as we say in this house. Not you negative dick. Nancy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to move swiftly on from that. Uh, we are talk- So we're talking... Um, obviously, we haven't done much in the way of tournaments, <laughs> unsurprisingly. Though we could have done, because there were actually... There were I, tournaments, I know, Two yeah. tournaments, yeah. Uh, including one in Australia. Um, and I got a message. No, I had a phone call from... Uh, Land Rover, and he said, oh, you're going to this tournament? And I was like, eh? And I thought, wow, an online tournament, a weekend tournament, this could be quite good. And he said, yeah, it's the one based in, like, um, New Zealand or something. And I thought, okay. And it was at, like, GMT plus 11 or something. And I was like, yeah, it starts at midnight. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> Stay up all night for a whole weekend. Uh, no, thanks. It would have been a lot of fun, but I just, I don't think I can drag, chain myself to fumble for that long. However, yeah. Yeah. I uh, have it on very, very good authority. Uh, that we're going to be getting a couple of one-dayers on Fumble, which will be GMT-timed. Ooh, nice. Um, That's so what I'm all about. Those will be in the middle of May. I believe somewhere around the... Well, I'm not sure. Somewhere somewhere in the middle of May. Just, just be aware of that. It's going to happen, and that's awesome. Um, at some point as well, depending on how long lockdown goes, I'm currently in talks with... Uh, with purple goo about replacing the old world masters so that might also happen excellent Ooh, okay excellent because that was a, that's a very good tournament yes the rules will probably have to be toned down slightly because fumble can't handle it uh, oh yes, on fumble. True, yeah oh yeah no because if you don't do it on fumble you can't actually have a tournament well, I, I, well, thanks. What I meant was, I thought, when you said depending on how lockdown goes, I, I presumed you meant that if lockdown finishes, then guess what? We can do this. Well, no, More I mean, if lockdown life. finishes, we can do it anyway. Look, you. I'm trying to be supportive here. All I'm getting is back chat. Don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but there was tournaments that could have happened. But we have been keeping busy with all manner of other things. We thought we would maybe take a bit of time to talk about the non-Blombol things we were doing. Well, not that much of it, but we'll also talk about Blombol things. Uh, just, you know, just to fill the air, basically. Um, but we also uh, have some flipping bloody news what came out, didn't we? Uh, since we have had done our last episode, not one, but two, two Games Workshop model-based announcements have only bloody been made, haven't they? Two whole releases. And I don't know about you guys, but I have a feeling this might be one that the whole podcast thinks is all right, actually, which is quite rare for us. Um, but we'll possibly get even two? Poss- uh, yes. What? Mm, I, don't under- I think mm. there's definitely one that we'll agree on. Ah, yes. Well. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But more on that. Oh, I guess we could start with that because it's the most interesting thing. Isn't more, it? Might more, as well start more, with that. I was going to say more on that now. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> Stay tuned in no minutes. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the uh, the two announcements. What done came out. Um, well, the first was the Tree Men. So there was a long. I remember when they reduced when they uh, re- when they announced the uh, halflings and the wood elves. Everybody went, "Ooh, what about Tree Men?" And the options were basically spend 45 quid on two deep roots. Or sorry, 45 quid per deep root. And then obviously get two of them, which was um, only what you do if you're if you're in the mega bucks. Um, or you use the old tree men, which they did release, didn't they? As part of the... Uh, they did, did re-release them on the made to order, yeah. They didn't need is... to because you can't have a halfling team without tree men. Yes, this yeah. is true. Yeah. But then isn't the problem due to scale creep now, the old... Halflings are about as big as the new. The new halflings are about as big as the old tree men. Is the size difference that creeps up, doesn't it? So your twenty-eight uh, mil halfling now is massive compared to the old tree men. 
they oh, they exaggerate for comic effect. Yeah, they are big, but the um, the old treeman is still the size of a modern Blackhawk. Yeah, yeah, uh, may, yeah, maybe a bit bigger than a modern Blackhawk, which, given the comparison to the halflings, it is still fine. I mean, maybe know. a bit, but not a lot bigger. They yeah, are pretty yeah. damn small, and the Blackhawks are stupidly big. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the they released uh, well, it's one treatment model, but you can configure it in slightly different ways. I suppose in theory, so one can be more wood elfy, one can be more halflingy because one's got like squirrels on it, and has one got like, you know, I'm just going to look at the models. That'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? Let's have a uh, look at them. I would argue it's just as simple as them wanting to have multiple poses. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they know yeah, yeah. you're going to have two on the pitch at the same time. Unless you're a stinking wood elf. Unless you're a stinking wood elf. Let's have a look. What have they got here? Um, I still like that when I Google Blood Bowl Tree Man, like the first picture is still the weird, the old one, you know, the old, I don't know how to describe it, the old scarecrow one. Um, yeah. Which I yeah. like, you know. I, I, I still quite like, I still think that's a quality model. He has, he has a particular aesthetic. So yeah, the, let's have a look at these tree men. Let's have a look at them. Um, I'm looking at them now. So one's got like, yeah, see, this is what I thought. One has like forest sprites and stuff on it. And one's got squirrels and stuff. So they can one can be slightly more wood elfy if you want, and one cannot be. Um, what do we think of the models then, boys? I'm a big fan. I actually really like them. Yeah. I'm very, I think I'm very easily pleased, but I, I do honestly like them. I think they've done well. Yeah. I'd have to agree. Um, they feel much more Blood Bowly, in my opinion, than the Deep Root one did. Or does. Yeah, it felt... They they don't so some of the the new blood bowl models have been overly engineered. Yes, hugely. Yeah. Yes, and I don't feel like these are. Yeah, um, I'm personally I'm less enthused. I think they're I I think they're fine, but I wouldn't go anything and say, yeah, beyond that, they're they're fine. They're okay. Are you going to buy them? Um, no, because I have the uh, I have some fantasy treatment. Um, which I can use, plus also the old Blood Bowl treatment, which I got a made to order. So I've I've got about mm. four different metal treatment models. So and given it, four. yeah, uh, yeah, because I got rid of most of my Wood Elf army. I just kept the trees. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. Have they renounced the price for these yet? No, uh, but it's seen... it's Forge World, so it's going to be pricey. Yeah, they were is it cheap. Forge World? I thought it was. Is it? Is it actually? Has it been confirmed as Forge World then? I think well, they won't be cheap anyway. Yeah, they won't be cheap anyway. But I think it's been confirmed as Forge World, isn't it? For these, same as the. Uh, uh, I'm honestly not sure. I could be mistaken might, on that. Yeah, could be mistaken it, on that. It might be the same as, for example, the Troll or the Ogre. Is it? I mean, there's a chance it could be released in plastic. I, I'm not. I'm not as familiar. Because if so, that'd be that'd be sweet. Because then you. I mean, I would. I like these guys, and I would happily. I think I would happily pay twenty quid for one. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. So this this is the thing. When you said earlier, would you buy them? The answer is no, because I have a halfling team with trees. I don't have a wood elf team with a tree, but then that's because I don't use the tree with the wood elves. If I eventually do buy a wood elf team, I might buy them. Don't use a tree man with your wood elves. No, never did. Madman. No insanity. And no, because if you get rid of him, you can afford Eldril. Oh. Well, I do, I do like. And let's and let's be honest. I think we're all on the same page as far as Eldra is concerned. Ah, uh-huh. but the tree men is oh, it's, what I do. I've always thought that it seemed unfair that the only elf team that gets a big guy is probably the best elf team anyway. Oh, by miles, yeah. 
Oh, it's not unfair. It's perfectly legitimate. It's um, it's it's all to do with the fact that wood elves are awesome, and uh, yeah, it, that's it, your it's... argument. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be mm. fair, if wood elves lost their treatment, they wouldn't suddenly become a bad team. No, they would still be tier one. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I would hate to disagree with you, but I've been fairly successful with treeless wood elves, so yeah. <laughs> yes. You are it's absolutely just, right. They work. work. Didn't high elves used to be able to get tree men? Uh, mm, not as far as I'm aware. No, I don't, don't think so. I don't think high elves have ever had a big guy. I'll show you what I know. Dark elves could have a hydra, couldn't they? Didn't they used to be able to get a mino? Am I just making all this stuff up? Uh, I think there was a minotaur that would play for them at some point. I th- yeah. That rings a bell. Yeah, I don't I think, think just, it was ever a, insane, like a rostered choice, but I think they might have had the option of... Uh, did they, did they have the option when, of... when they released the big guys for third ed, or second ed, maybe? Uh, be third ed, I think. But yeah, possibly. I they don't might, know they, they might, might have had the guys. option of getting like Nashrak, maybe, or something. You guys are my font of wisdom for anything older than um, LRB6, uh, which is basically when I started. Uh, LRB three was just for me. It's a distant memory. I never even never even knew what it was. It's it's mytholo- mythological in nature. It is. Oh, LRB three. Well, I, at some point we'll go back and do the retrospective on LRB four, whichever whichever one. No, we, we did four. We did four. Five then. We'll do five to fill in the gap. Because mm, we've done three, haven't we? We've already done three. We did three and four. We've yeah. We've done three. We've done four. Uh, I look forward uh, to that. Actually, the days of the awesome stand firm. Oh, stand um, firm. We should also, as I've said before, we should actually just do a game of it. In fact, you know, we totally could. So um, we could do it over tabletop sim or something. I'm up for it. Um, yeah, yeah we could actually to do just that. play it with the rules. We also need to do our dungeon bowl over over tabletop sim. So that's, um, I mean, that's kind of going into what we've been up to. But that is one of the things I've been up to. I've been creating a mod for tabletop sim that allows people to play dungeon bowl. Woohoo! The nice. current, cool the idea. current uh, review that I've had is that I made the dungeon too big and the game will last forever, but I failed to see a problem with that. <laughs> it's uh, horses it's, for courses. I was going to say, last time I played Dungeon Bowl, it, it took a good three, three and a half hours, I think. But that's Some fine. People like that. And where Some is the don't. problem? Yeah, as long and as it's, people know it basically, what they're it, getting in for. Yeah, it ends when you score. It's as straightforward as that. If, if as long as people know that this is going to potentially be a big game of Dungeon Bowl, and guys, it might take three hours, then that's fine. Yep. And you go, okay, no problem, I'll sign up. Or you can say, in that case, you can fuck off. <laughs> it's just <laughs> as long as people know, that's the important bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun, Dungeon Bowl. Yeah. So, um, there's, uh, obviously, <laughs> you, you know us. We don't like everything completely. There's always a few little things. And where look, here's how it works. We are we're the we're critiques, okay? We we might like something, but we put aside our personal preferences to bring you, the listener, uh, full-on professional-level uh, quality critics. Critiques, you know, like when you see the art critique things. We're the people with the the berets and the and the turtlenecks. We saying, we are, we are, ah, but consider this. We are blood bowl connoisseurs. Do you want to know something amazing? You know, when you said that? earlier that we might actually all agree on something. Yeah. I thought we were all going to agree on the second part. Ooh, see, I thought we were all going to agree on the first part. How interesting. But what I was going to say was, it's only very minor. Um, like, like with the lizard men, I know what they're trying to do with the, with the tree men, trying to give them the kind of face grills to make them look more like football players. But I, yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, I just think it looks a bit naff. 
Uh, I think it's opinion. okay on the lizards. Um, I think it's not needed on a tree because it's a tree. Mm-hmm. Same. And I just think it makes it look messy. I quite like the helmet on the elf one, though. Have you seen the one that's got like an actual helmet on the front? I think that's quite cool. Have you seen that one? So there's like the two models they have on displays. Where one is like just got vines on the front of it. But, and one has vines, but underneath the vines is this sort of big elven helmet thing, which I think it looks quite cool, especially if you made it all like rusty looking. Mm. I think that'd look pretty, pretty badass. That's just my opinion. But actually, no, I think these are awesome models, and I hope they're not really, really expensive because they're very cool. Fingers crossed. Um, I hope if they're twenty quid, I'll be happy. If they're twenty-five, I'll, I'll maybe forgive them. I think twenty-five is acceptable. More than that will be very upsetting. Yeah, I yes. think that's probably about right. Yeah. Well, I guess we shall see what we shall see. But yeah, I think they're pretty cool. They get the approval rating um, from uh, from me anyway. What else happened? Ah, oh, we got so we one one bloody announcement happened like literally uh, three Two days, days ago. ago. Yeah. Two days ago, it came out of bloody nowhere, and I thought it was a joke when I first saw it. Um, that's only the flipping Snotling team. Can I claim that I called it? Uh, you, if you can. Like. You can claim what you like. Because it was foreshadowed in the Ogre Spike. It's yes, true. I did flag true, it, and yeah. listeners can go back and pick up on that episode if they wish. If because... I was a good editor, I'd go and find that clip. Uh, from memory, it's the Heady Brew, which is available to Ogre, Halfling, and Snotling, Snotling teams. teams. Mm, yeah, Snotling teams. So um, this came out uh, a few days ago. It was announced at some event or something. I don't know. What are what even are events anymore? You know, there's nothing, aren't they? Events are just those are what people used to do when we couldn't when we were allowed to go outside. Uh, from what we can tell from it, uh, there's a big guy. Which is like a pump wagon, uh, which we, I mean, I, I'm going to assume is probably going to be like a death roller. Um, I heard somebody say it was strength five. I don't know if that works. If it's a strength five death roller, then fine. Yeah, cool, whatever. Um, so and it just sounds lots, lots like some things may have been confirmed on the feed. Uh, so anyone that actually watched the live stream rather than being lazy like uh, us and just <laughs> getting our information elsewhere. Mm -hmm. um, but it does look like some more information was uh, available on the feed and uh, it's there's some detail on TFF and it came from Garion who actually listened and did the hard work um, well fair play to him yeah um, so it sounds like you said a bit death rollery um, and it's going to be something like 5518 secret weapon mighty blow juggernaut dirty player um, okay they did confirm strength five, and those skills are confirmed. Although uh, the rest of the stats are a bit of a guess, but it's definitely strength five, and it's definitely mighty blow and juggernaut. Bit weird. Okay. It's a bit weird, yeah, but... bit bit odd, but yeah. Um, what's uh, good about it, of course, is it's another team, and it's I a glorious it's a... model. Yes. Oh. Can, can we can we just stress how good these models are? Yes, definitely. These are some good models. Um, they are they are proper snotlings, like old school snotlings. Yes, yeah. and the pump wagon is great. And and just to highlight a couple of extra little bits as well, um, we know that we've got a fungus thrower. Yeah. We know that we have a fungus hopper. Mm -hmm. We know that we have a stilty runner, um, who, in 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 the words of the developers, are ever so slightly faster, so probably speed six, and can sidestep. Although yeah. Your average. Everyone can well, sidestep. 
Well, remember that technically Snotlings don't exist at the moment. Because it's what? Nobblers. It's they not are Nobblers. It's yeah, Nobblers. They're Nobblers. And that's important. Um, there's artwork of a troll throwing a Snotling, so there could be some trolls involved in this. An, an interesting looking troll as well, if you see the artwork. He's, very, he's a very Snotlingy troll. He's got like a big Snotling face. I think, well, I think ultimately it's going to be very much like the Goblin team. Uh, as well, in, you, that, you're going to have yeah. lot, you're going to have lots of kind of weird positionals and yes, yeah, I think you're stuff right. like that. And they, right they were well. also talking about a new skill called swarming. That that worries me. Well, that's actually a throwback, isn't it? There there used to be a skill called swarming. Uh, it depends what swarming is, because yeah, you used to be able to basically get more than eleven players on the pitch. Yeah. Um, but if it's if it's going to be a you know, some kind of insane, dirty player type assisting thing. That's that's going to be, yeah, horrendous. Well, my my best guess is they've showed there are ten models in the box so far. Yes, yeah, and that's a weird number. Yeah, but they have said that there will be a playable team within the box. I reckon because everything we've seen so far is a unique sculpt. I reckon that's one sprue, and I think there are going to be twenty. And I think that swarming means you can have more than 16 on your squad. Could be. Yeah, could well be. That's a distinct possibility. So, um, the, thing, the, the thing to be careful of is, can you think of any skills that have been introduced in Blood Bowl 2016 that have been any good so far? No, no. Disposable, weeping dagger, monstrous mouth. What was they... disposable? Why can't I remember that? Disposable is they don't count as any TV for the purposes of calculating TV. You still got to pay oh, for them. No, but... actually, I like that one. I thought that was okay. It's, it's a bit, think, it messes yeah. up tournament play because you need to be very clear about how it is or isn't working. But I actually think it's a really good rule. It's the thing is, it's fair to say a lot of the new skills have been. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna optimistically say not well thought through. Nah. I am worried that uh, the Snotlings will be able to roster Slave Giants. That would be horrendous. Yeah. And yeah. hilarious. I mean, yeah, pretty much in equal measure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, we, it's, we like to be optimistic. Do, and I'm sure we, it's going to be fantastic. We... Yes. So People tell us we're too negative. We should be more positive. I am, really pos- I am actually really positive about this. I think it's great. I'm happy with the idea of a new team. I really like the fact that it's not a good team because let's face it, it's snotlings. They are going to be shit. Oh yes, yeah. I'm. And I'm just with not, things I'm... like halflings getting buffs and goblins getting buffs. It'd be nice to just have a complete shit team again. I'm just not looking forward to having to play the fuckers to get the twenty-seven as opposed to the twenty-six. <laughs> well, well, the poor guys who are going to have to try the guys who have got all of their teams above one fifty. Oh, those this is going to be not be an easy one sods, to do it. Yeah. Um, but it's cool, I think. You know what? Why not? Uh, it's it's not one... If you said, oh, GW are going to release a new team, I'd have gone, oh my god, and I would have expected it probably to be something like Bretonians or Corn. Yeah. I I, th- I think it's... Um, let's let's see what the rules are, but the models look great. Yeah. I think, I think I'm quite happy with this. I think it's quite cool. I have um, seen a couple so of... We were saying about the goblins earlier. Sorry, what are you saying? I was just going to say, I have seen a couple of moans, and one of them being... This is going to be really bloody confusing because whenever anyone talks about a, a snotling in Blood Bowl, they think you mean the snotlings from D 
the ogre team, and now we're going to get just get confused. And I'm like, no, it's fine. That's no different to a goblin on a goblin team, or a goblin on an orc team, or an ogre on an ogre team, or an ogre on a human team, or well, a troll on a. It's the fine. only difference there is the fact that they they aren't snotlings on the ogre team, and people do get confused because they're not snotlings. They're noblars. They're knobheads. They're noblars now, but they've they've always knobheads. been snotlings. So yeah, but and that's that's the argument. That's where the confusion comes. Yeah, yeah, well, I can't really fault that. I can imagine that confusion lasting minutes or seconds when you realise actually it's this all along. Ah, there we go. Move on. Happy days. Yeah, that's. I think it'll be all That's right, my basic view. I'm not particularly concerned yeah. about. It. Um, so you mentioned earlier about the the kind of comparison to the goblins and looking at the sprues, and of course this is all just thinking conjecture. Hmm, hmm. What if? What if? But and, and I know you said some things were confirmed. I'm looking at the screenshot here. There's one on a ball, could be a ball and chain. There's one throwing a rock, could be a bombardier. There's one with a horn, could be an hooligan. There's one on stilts, could be a pogoer. And um, there's no chainsaw one, but there is the uh, the obviously the big wagon one. So it looks. I mean, it could just be basically the same positionals as a goblin team. I mean, I will say it would be a hell of a lot of fun to have. Um, yeah, to to have. Some snot, actual snotling star players, as in the actual oh, snotlings. Oh yes, that that would be a lot oh, of fun. I had not thought about that. Yeah, just I, I was thinking about it, it was like the best thing, just be actual snotling star players. Like like you get you go oh, a strength two snotling, amazing. <laughs> Movement <laughs> six. Oh my god. But but a strength two snotling that still has Titchy. Yes. That would actually be really good. Yeah, it's like he'd be the new. Would it? He'd be the auto take. He'd be the puggy equivalent. He'd be the auto take. You've got to use him, kind of thing. I don't know if he'd be an auto take. He'd be thematic and fluffy, and I'd like it. But I mean, you're dodging on a cage on a two, and it's still two dice uphill. <laughs> Regardless, not, instead of not, three dice not, uphill, not, granted. not against gutter runners. Well, then and I'll not, be damned. And not against other stunties. Absolutely, because they're yeah. going to be at the bottom of the pile, and the only way you're going to get a win is by beating up a stunty team. Yep, pretty much. I like the idea of snotling star players because I think I just find the idea of it funny. The idea of snotlings think... who have surpassed each other's in skill. Now, so we, we have had snotling star players before, right? Not in there my time. I've uh... seen pictures. Yeah. Dom sent some pictures to the chat. There are. They do exist. They have existed. Th they are real. They're not just a dream. No, I think they. I, say, I can reach down oh. and grab the second Ed Star player book. Just Google it. They do exist. They are somewhere. They have existed. Yeah, is it well, that's good. I can't wait for them to come back. Yeah. I want a really hilariously bent one that makes uh, Snotling teams really competitive. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember now if they were actual player. actual things or a Citadel Journal um, type thing. Yeah, because that, that could have happened. Or just like Warhammer Community Star ones. Yeah. Yeah, effectively. Oh, right. Well, maybe they were. I don't know. What am I talking about? But either way, that was cool. I was quite happy to see that come out. It was completely out of the blue, and I remember seeing it just pop up on Facebook, and I just went, what? Yeah. I, it's, it's one where I kind of want to see the rules first, um, because the, the models look really nice. The rules are where, if anywhere, GW have kind of fallen over a little bit in the new Blood Bowl. I, just, I don't know why they can't just keep the same rules. I mean, you, you can just make a Snotling team out of the existing rules. You can make them out of the existing rules for Snotlings. Uh, right. And the fact is... 
I just like how flexible Blood Bowl rules are. You can pretty much represent anything you like. Yeah. So within the context of a game. I have no problem. If they're going to do something like you can have, you know, as many of these players on the pitch as you want, fine. That doesn't bother me. Because um, I think that's... But actually, that's correct. That's going back to where we were originally. That's, that, that is the Snotley rule. Yeah, and that's quite quite thematic as well. Yeah. So that's all fine. And I don't mind... I'm, I'm I... So I had this argument when 2016 was first announced. And the argument went along these lines, which is, I love Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl is brilliant. But I do not want to be playing the same game in 20 years' time. I still want to be playing Blood Bowl, but I don't want to be playing the same game. I'd quite like it to change, because that way it stays fresh and new and continues to attract new people, which means the scene stays good and, you know, you, you, you actually get to play games. Change? Um, what? I'm I'm not sure I agree with that. I didn't think you would. Um, I I hundred percent get where you're coming from, but if you change the game too much, it becomes shit because it's effectively you're tinkering around with what is an extremely well balanced rule set. So I don't think I'm I'm not advocating a wholesale change of the rules. I'm saying I don't want it to be identical. And I don't think there's yes. any problem with a few changes here and there just to keep it interesting. Yeah, I, I have no issue with tinkering. And it, to, to some extent, even with, you know, like, you know, bringing in new teams, not a problem. What I have a problem with is fundamental changes to particular areas of the rules. And it's like, eh, you didn't need to change that. That that doesn't work. That's yeah, a... I mean, if, if you suddenly remove tackle zones, it's not Blood Bowl. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. that's fine. Uh, I, I think I get that, um, but I would still say a new team would be a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and new yeah. teams, and oh, they're great. Yeah. Why, why, why don't we get things from Araby mm, or Miragliano mm, well, uh, or Lust, more Lustrian teams? Or you know, There is a lot of room for... Again, while I agree, um, I do want to raise things like, remember the human nobles. Hmm. I do not okay, want to so... see the, I do not want to see ridiculously overpowered, unbalanced teams introduced. I am assuming a decent level of playtesting. Uh with the human nobles, I can assure you that is almost certainly not the case. Or someone would have gone, these seem really powerful because four of the players start with guard. Yeah. Um like I said, <laughs> happy with changes, feel that any change should have decent playtesting. Absolutely right, yeah. Because that's I'm how sure games design works. They, they, I wonder if it's easy enough. Like any game, you, when you have this sort of modular release of stuff, you're always going to have what you think is perfectly fine and balanced, and then you test it with three, four, five, ten, twenty people, and they all seem it seem to think it's fine. But it's only when you release it to the wider world that you can get these problems popping up. So, in their defence, I wonder they probably do perform a fair old bit of testing. Yeah. But I wonder if it's just a case of, well, I don't know. Um, is it just not wide enough? Is it not just? Is it just something which? I suppose anything can blindside you. It's well. It's the thing is, it's it's testing in a bubble, to some extent. Yeah. Um, if you're it. if you're testing and it's you know people who have hundred percent brought into Blood Bowl twenty sixteen and are super keen on it and they go, hey yeah that that player with big mouth, what a, what a great idea, you know no, no one else is going to have that rule. That's fantastic. And theoretically, and, you go okay, yeah, yeah, fine. But as soon as you go down that route, someone's going to go. Mm, you've introduced a rule 
just for one player is is that a thing that you should be doing so the other thing which i'd look at is well what's the intent so with the experimental teams they yeah. they were yeah. very open with the fact that these are for messing around with they're not balanced it's just we we were playing around we thought these were quite cool why not so i can't you can't i don't think you can criticize those because they were very open that these were just here are some stupid things for you to play with i yeah um, the the problem is um in in the same way that some people who completely buy into blood bowl 2016 say oh well that's a that's a legacy community thing that's confusing to new players stuff like those teams that are experimental are just as confusing to new players that's a valid point that's a very valid point and i th- i think there's a really fine line to walk which so far i would say gw have done a generally speaking pretty good job of walking yeah they've managed to stay on just the right side yeah but yeah. i do i do think that it's it's not a big step to suddenly go hey we've introduced this new team by the way, all the players have this new skill that we've come up with. So it's called Super Leap. Yeah. At, at this point, um, and this is—I mean, it's—it's it's on, it's on topic, but it's also unrelated. Uh, about ten years ago, this is this is a long and almost pointless digression, but I still think it's worthwhile. Go on. That's oh, perfect for the podcast. <laughs> um, so I was pl- spending quite a lot of time playing Horde's War Machine, uh, and I came in at the end of Mark One, and. I have heard it argued that Hordes, well, sorry, War Machine, the original War Machine, was one of the best balanced games. Uh, it it was it was great because basically it contained three generals per, casters per faction. There were four factions. Each faction had, and this is all in the core rulebook. Um, so each one had three leaders and say three robots and three units. And so there were only say nine nine units per side it was really easy to play test they were really really good by the time they got to the end of horde's war machine because they had released incrementally they'd re- released incrementally for all factions simultaneously so every time they released a book it had new units for every faction which is a really good way of doing things but still by the time everything's got 20 30 different units actually it doesn't work very well anymore so they went yeah you know what yeah. It's a bit messy. We've got some special rules over here. We've got some special rules over here. We're going to ripple this up and we're going to have Mark II. It's going to be the same basic game, but we're going to streamline some things. So this thing over here that's resistant to cold and this thing over here that's that's got this skill called cold resistance, we're now just going to have that under a key term, which is resistance to blank. And you have attacks, which are attack blank. So that if they match up, you know how... And there were a whole load of things they did, and that was really, really sensible. But the, and they called it Age of Sigma. No, <laughs> no, no. The best thing that Privateer Press did is they said, this is what we're intending to release in four months' time. Here are all of the rules. Yeah. Go to town. They released rules That's for every single it. unit. I mean, the game itself was more or less unchanged because it was the same core game, but they released all the rules for every single unit and all of the points, and they said, just tell us what you think. And over the next three months, they released different versions of the rule set because, oh, whoops, we massively undercosted that unit. Oopsie. Yeah. Would you mean Wood Elf Linemen aren't 7K? Exactly. And by the end of it, you had this system which had been massively playtested by their whole player base 
by casuals, by experts, by people who just thought, yeah, I might give this a go because it was free. It was a great marketing effort as well. And uh, it was brilliant. It was just really, really good. I think that's the way to do it. Do you want to make money from the rules or do you want to make money from the models or the community? Yes. Yes. I don't know. I'm not a marketing person, so I don't know. But I would have thought, in in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. Like I say, I'm not in the industry. I feel I thought make money from the models. I feel you've just summarised my five minute diatribe into one sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. What, as the host, that is my job. <laughs> that is what I'm here for. But like I say, but my caveats being, of course, I'm not a modding maker. I'm not a rules maker. I don't fucking know. But just the common sense in me says, what about this potential way of doing things? Yeah, because you don't. Oh, I don't know. I like if the model if the game is good you support it don't you? You go I want to buy more stuff to do with this game like Gaslands. The um I like yes. I want to I want to buy Gaslands stuff not because I go oh, I've read the rules now that's it I can play forever with the models I have. I want to support it and I want to buy the templates and I want to buy the scenery and I want to buy the little extra bits because it's a cool game and I like I like getting involved in it. Oh, put it this that's way. Just my opinion. I, I always had the argument that I could play Blood Bowl and it would be really cheap because all I really need is 11 players and that's it. Yeah, yeah. 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 How, how, how do you think that's worked out for me? Um, I don't know, but it's uh, I think your bank balance would probably be able to um, yeah, <laughs> shed the, some light pro- on it. Pro- probably the same way it worked out for me when I was like, ooh, uh, yeah, because I'm getting a White Dwarf subscription, I can get a you know free 30 quid game. Oh, that one called Blood Bowl looks good. Yeah, it's just been reboxed in a new thinner box. Yeah, I'll give that a go. <laughs> Whoa, a new thinner box. Is that really how they marketed it back in the olden days? Yeah, no, pretty much. Why our game? It's got pretty, a mm, thinner box. Pretty much. Yeah, it was I'm sold. It was a uh a bigger but thinner box. Yeah. Yeah. So a, it, it, it literally was. A longer box. Yeah. It was it was a larger box by area, but thinner. So, you know. <laughs> Well, there we go. Um, so uh, I think, I don't know if if we were to summarise it up, the way I would summarise it anyway is the rules are fantastic. Please don't fuck around with them anymore. Yes. Unless you are certain. Like, I'm currently designing a board game. I think I might have mentioned it before. And I'm putting it on tabletop sim and I'm testing out the mechanics and everything else. And I'm having quite a lot of fun with it. But it's also, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's harder than you think because you want to do something unique that no one else has done before or you want to do it well or whatever and I, what, the way I do it is I have to keep stopping myself when I try and come up with a new mechanic and I try and implement it and I figure out how it's going to work I keep stopping and going but is it actually fun and about I don't know four or five times I've asked myself is the thing I just did actually fun and often I say well to be honest no does it really add anything new or is it just something which sounded cool on paper but in principle doesn't actually yeah, work is, is it a rule you've introduced because you were like oh okay that's going to be great and then you've looked at it and gone, eh, that doesn't quite yeah. do what I intended it to do. Like Monstrous Mouth, for example. Yes, yeah. Or, or Kick, is, or what kick. does it really give that you couldn't give? Yeah. You couldn't do with what you've got already? Or Kick Teammate. You know, <laughs> yeah, at least Kick Teammate, you see what they tried to do, and it's it doesn't really... With Monstrous Mouth, you can represent it already with what you've got, and it's a question of, in a vacuum, is this objectively making it better, or is it just making it kind of a bit nothing? Yeah. Does it make the game more fun? Yeah, pretty and much, And yeah. if, if it's a yes, then fucking great. You go for it. You add some skills. You crack if on, it's yeah. a, ooh, maybe, if, then, you know. That's just, that's Alex's two cents, anyway. Nice. Alex's opinion corner. 
Thank you. I'm getting all philosophical. Um, so anyway, yeah, something team. Cool. We like it. And uh, I like the what I don't know as, as much about the Warhammer fluff, uh, and I don't care what anyone says. This is Warhammer fluff. It's the same world. I don't care what anyone says. Um, and if somebody was running a Warhammer fantasy role playing game session, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they put Blood in it somewhere. <laughs> Naz, that would be great. But yeah. um, at some point, I take it that's uh, something a, that I should be looking out for. Well, you know, there's a snotling riding a boulder, and the boulder has a face. What's that all about? It's like a snotling riding a boulder, and the boulder has like eyes and a little mouth. Well, I mean, that suggests that... a squig to me. That does suggest a squig. Is that a squig? It's, I don't think it is a squig, but I think it suggests a squig. <laughs> okay. What does that even mean? Well, because so it's not a squig. If a green skin is riding something with a face, it's probably a squig. Oh, fair enough. Okay, yeah. that's that's what, what I mean. What? They painted it in very bouldery colours. Boulder squig, <laughs> rock squig. Well, okay, but I'm 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 quite I'm excited to see what it, what it all is when it all comes out. I'm actually Very looking much forward so. to seeing that. And actually, it would be a really good uh, test because this is the first time they have released anything properly new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the models are wicked. I mean, you, what's interesting about them is but they then, are blood bowly enough to be in blood bowl, but they're also not blood bowly enough. You could use them in other things. Oh, I know a few people that really want to use them in Shadespire. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Can, there you go, then. Yeah. And Age of Sigma. Well, why not? Well, there's no football helmets on them. There's no. There's nothing like that. Um, so, to be honest, you could quite happily use these in basically anything, I think. Can we, can we also take a moment to just uh, congratulate GW on a fantastic giant model? Please tell me Have you guys... Oh, have you guys not oh, looked the, at this? Oh, oh the sorry, Mega Garden. Yes, I did, yeah. Oh, Meg wow, it's so Gargan. good. It's so big. It's was this So so they've got a giant's faction for Age of Sigma and this is like the giant's big guy. And it's so huge. It's the I think it's pretty much the biggest model they've done uh in terms of height. Um and it's glorious, and it comes in three different versions, and honestly, it makes me think about playing Age of Sigma. Put, put it this way, Alex. Seville might consider using it as a big guy. It's it's that size. <laughs> oh, my days. Oh, hold on a minute. Uh, is he, has he got, like, a hood? Uh, one of and the like versions does, yes. So how big is it compared to a normal giant model? Because they're usually pretty big already. Um, So I believe this thing is about... I think it's about a foot high. Yeah, you're you're talking Blimey. the size of like a forty k knight ish, I guess. No, 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 it's much bigger than that. No, a forty k knight's that no, size, isn't it? No, no, it's much bigger than a knight. That that's the so I saw someone worked out a scale comparison. I'll see if I can find it, and it, it's just it's just huge. They look pretty cool, and also massive respect if you look at it. The perspective is really carefully done because the feet are huge and the head is quite small, so it tapers. So it looks like, if you look at it from the right point, as in from a model's eye view, it's much taller because the top of the mini is narrower. I did like that, yeah. I, th- I think that's quite a clever little, um, yeah. Oh, wow. It's, it's, a, it's a big fella, isn't it? There's a there's a picture of it comparing it like silhouette wise to the old giant model. There you go. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, 
that's fa- <laughs> that's fairly significant. Yes. The the well, right now, two things. Firstly, these are really these are some really really cool models. Yes. I'm just yeah. saying. I mean, it's almost like an action figure at this point. But that's a. These are some good models, right? Just want to say that before I go anywhere else. I don't. What the reason I stopped doing Warhammer, apart from it being ridiculously expensive Obviously, and yeah. Blood Bowl being shorter, quicker, and more enjoyable in many ways, is I felt to me like a lot of the armies were becoming very similar to one another. Um, and of course, the Age of Sigmar was sort of is the Warhammer forty kification of fantasy. Yeah. And I liked swords, and I liked big blocks of units, and running around being all noble and whatever. Um, this is. I, is it not? So, like, when you look at a Warhammer army nowadays, it's almost always it's all, one big, it's, incredibly it's big, big, luxurious big, big things. It's, yeah, it's, so it's, bit... it's one thing with lots of very small moving parts that they can sell for seventy quid or something, yeah, and then a few smaller chumps. It's Age of Sigma Apocalypse. <laughs> I'm just wondering, wondering is, this, is this more of a move towards that? So I will report so, mm. back. That's actually a very good tangent because um, I have discovered that uh, there is a... Well, so I had, I had a game friend that lived in my, in my village, um, literally just up the road. He is the man that actually got me into uh, Hordes. And I've spent a whole load of money on Armada because of him and a whole variety of other games. Um, oh, Armada. <laughs> so that friend. Tangent, that tangent. friend. He's just moved. It's like, oh, he moved. And that means that my gaming mm. is slightly curtailed. And then mm. I discovered that, well, so as I now do, I spend some time at kids' birthday parties because apparently Doug gets invited to more parties than I do. And <laughs> that's because he's more popular than you are. <laughs> I mean, that's and fair. I was, yeah. And I was, I was chatting to one of the dads, and Jade, who's friends with everyone on Facebook, is like, um, you realize he plays Warhammer? What do you mean? Well,. I'm, I could what? be wrong, but I think he plays Warhammer. Why? Well, because I think there are some models on his on his timeline. I'm like, yep, those are Tyranids. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah. and so the next time I, I saw him, we, we started chatting. He's, he's a big Age of Sigmar player. And it turns out he lives about 100 metres away from me. Oh, nice. Oh, there we go, nice. then. So as part of my lockdown hobby, I have painted an entire Age of Sigmar army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you do. But these are high elves. These are the high elves, yeah. So I, I had uh, a whole load of high elves left over from when I played Warhammer, and I've just rebased them, and I finally painted them because they never had any of them. So I've got two dragons, a chariot, and then a whole load of cavalrymen. Nice. It's Bloody probably crap, but it, it'll be enough for me to try the game out without spending any money aside from the bases. It's elves, so you know it's going to be bent. <laughs> Actually, I think it's shit. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and, and I'm really upset by the fact that they now seem to have these weird rock cows. Oh, uh, just. What? No, uh, uh, I, let's go with I am not impressed with the direction that Games Workshop have gone with the monsters for the new Lumineth range, which is the high elf replacement. Uh, I think. But, and then how will they copyright it if it's not weird and different? They have rock cows. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's weird it's and different you think enough. when you think of elves, isn't yeah. it? Elves, rock cows, they go together like... Um, uh, I can't think of any exact comparisons. They're carrying massive fucking hammers. That's a dwarf thing. It's incredibly elfy. I don't know what you're on about. Uh, yeah, so I'm... I'm yeah, I'm. I'm not... I don't know anything about Age of Sigma. Uh, the models simply do nothing for me. 
That is the nicest thing I can say about it. And there I shall end. Anyway, I painted some dragons. Hey, I'll one thing I just want to say something about Age of Sigmar. I don't think I've ever said it. I know well, I just I just I just gave it a bit of bad press and everything about the way the models were going, but I do have massive respect for Games Workshop for moving their universe forward because the point of Warhammer is it was always it's always interesting because it was always meant to be the point of conflict. You know, a lot of things have been conspiring to hit this one particular moment in time where anything could be happening, any people could be fighting anybody, and the the, the plot would never progress. It couldn't progress because then your whole setting would wouldn't work anymore, like in forty k. And for them to take the plunge and to try and change the plot, I thought was really quite interesting. And Not... when they released the end times and everything, I thought, wow, what an interesting thing they've done. Polite, so politely disagree. So, <laughs> not, not wanting to uh, sound like a pro tier press fanboy, because I honestly don't play any of their games anymore, but every single one of their books advanced the plot without ruining the game. Yep. Well, it's, I suppose it's a difference between is it a plot or is it a setting? So it's Warhammer was a setting and not a plot. It was a case of all these things that have conspired to Nessu. Now you're at this point in time. Yes, okay. And it wasn't meant to progress it because then otherwise... Like, for example, in 40k, everything just happened to happen all at the same time, which means you could have Necrons fighting Sith of the Battle, fighting Orcs, fighting Tyranids. Yeah. Because if you progress, if you jump forward 50 years... Oh, no, the Tyranids have taken over or whatever. And then suddenly it's, it's less interesting. But I liked it when they did that. Even if the plot itself was a bit cuckoo bananas or whatever, I think it's good that they did something different. Yes, that's just, that's I'm, I'm disappointed. I think my biggest disappointment is simply the fact that I like army, I like fantasy army games, and what they did was they put everything on a round base and said, "What's the point of maneuvering?" I'm like, no, but that's the whole point of Warhammer. Yeah, pretty, well, that's pretty it. Much, it's yeah. 40k now, isn't it? It's easier to get into, I imagine, and easier to play. Yeah, the rules are has really the- simple. They, but dangerously you simple. Call me, you don't always want that, but then we're not their market anymore. Their market is children with rich parents. Yeah, I can't argue with that, to be honest. Yeah. Well, um, God, I'm cynical today. I. The, Someone cheer me up. The thing, the thing is, it's just, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's, it's not for me anymore. But we, we are not the target audience for that particular game anymore. I don't think. So, what? It's like, no, yeah, we're not. So and that's okay. Um, I mean, I'm yeah, I am exactly. Yeah, broadly eyeing up Kings of War, um, but very broadly, and I will probably be interested in Warhammer when it is re-released because they have confirmed that that's coming. Yes, because oh, yeah. <laughs> they they went. It's all different, and then they went, and it's all going back to how it was because we realised <laughs> we've lost oh, our audience. Yeah, I, I mean, mm. the thing is, I have been have been looking at all my painted dwarfs in the cabinet and going, I really like them. It'd be really nice to actually be able to do something with them. <laughs> is it time? Is it time? Is it time? Yeah. yeah. Or play Kings of War. I, ha- I, have, but- I have been eyeing up the Ninth Age. Oh, the thing is, yes. though, with, um, with Kings of War and everything compared to Warhammer... Because what I was saying before, Warhammer is a plot and a setting, and it is, in my, in my opinion, I'm sure people's opinions will vary. It's a fucking good setting. Oh, it's yeah. a brilliant. There's setting. an awful, yeah. awful lot, and and part of the, I don't play, I don't necessarily play war games for the sake of playing war games. If I want to play strategy, like just for the sake of doing strategy, I can do that on the computer. But I really like the Warhammer setting, and I like being an orc in the Warhammer setting, yes. or, or I like playing Bretonians specifically or being a in that high setting elf, because that is what so, should happen. Well, and high elves are the best. I have, uh, well, and I also, have no doubt. Yeah, I mean the, yeah. the the setting is sufficiently in depth and sufficiently interesting to support literally hundreds of books. Yeah. Yes. 
and that and that of is varying quality. You must be admitted, but some are very very good. Variable quality. Uh, we can yeah, agree upon that. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to say everyone is amazing. But there there no, are I've been, yeah there there are there are some ones, absolutely bad ones. brilliant yarns. I've been reading um what's what I've been reading at the moment? It's called like steel. No, what's it called? Th- thunder and Iron, Iron and Thunder, or something. It's it's a collection of Dan Abnett stories in the Warhammer universe. Oh, nice! Um, I mean, that sounds. And it good. includes all the Gilead ones, which are great. I've uh, not read any of his but, Warhammer ones actually. Uh, which um, which ones, Alex? Uh, the Gilead ones, the high the one who's a high elf or a wood elf or something. Oh, is that uh, is Wait, that the one what? where? No, no, hang, no. hang on, is that the one where he's the uh, his twin got killed? Yeah. Yes. That's yes, it. they are. Really so good. it's not really a spoiler. Yeah, it happens in the first like no, page. No, no. Dan Abnett has written fiction in the Warhammer universe. Involving elves. Would you like to borrow my book? Yes. Because I was just about to say, what I've done is um, the the book itself, the first like half, because it's it's a it's a one book that is a collection of books, so it's a chunky novel, right? It's, yes. It's a, it's a yeah. serious wedge of wood. Um, the first like four novels or three are all Gilead ones, and they're they're good. They're classic. They're, they're pretty solid. And they're yeah. fucking cool. Um, it oh you 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 will like it now. It involves elves. It involves oobly boobly chaos. It involves all sorts of good stuff. Um, but the next one is like a sort of it's like a it's about the knights um, of Ulric, uh, the, the knights of the White yeah. Wolf. Knights of the White Wolf. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Ha- Hammers of Ulric. It's a collaboration. Yeah, that's it. It's a collaboration between himself and two other authors. And I don't mean to to to, to question the talent of the other authors, but you can tell when it's Dan Abnett writing. <laughs> so you'll have you'll read a chapter and you'll go, oh, that was fucking cool. And then it will just go to the next chapter, and you'll be like, "What happened? Why is he suddenly not able to write anymore?" Yeah. And then you'll go back to the original, and you'll go, "Oh, this is cool." And it's I've got to the point where I've, I've it's very much for me puttered out, and it's run out of steam, and I can't be bothered to finish it. Yeah, that's disappointing. So yeah, now I'll, I'll send it to you because it's awesome. Okay, that that would be good. That would be oh, very yes. good. And you'll and what's even cooler, like Gaunt's ghosts, is they released models and rules for the characters. They did, yeah. yes. So you can yeah. even use them in your Warhammer games. If you, you can played. watch them get insta-splattered by a trebuchet. Who's less impressive? Warhammer. If you play Warhammer, of course. If you don't, then God help you. But this is why I like, uh, this is why I like Warhammer Total War so much because it means that I can get my Warhammer fix without having to find a game. Yes, it's and it's it's tremendous fun just to just to stomp around with a with a big dragon and eat lots of clan rats. And yes. again, like I say before, it's the setting. It's, it's 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 so there's a lot going on, and it's fun to be able to go. Ah, oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a knight of Bretonia now. I'm going to run over some chaos knights or whatever. This is, it's a fun setting. And mm. although you could say, like I was saying before, Kings of War is objectively a better war game, whether it is or not, doesn't isn't for me the most important thing. But this is my problem with Age of Sigmar because I've lost the setting, and that's I think the problem. Yeah. Because people aren't as invested in the setting, and it's the setting that people care about. I mean, I could say, Naz, I've designed the best war game you've ever played. It is so perfect mechanically, and you can go, great. What's the setting? And I go, oh, there isn't one. Just use pegs. Just use coins. Just use dice. <laughs> yeah. And you'll go, I don't want to do that. That's rubbish. Yeah. And that's well, quite, this is... or you could say Warhammer's a bit shit to play, but oh, it's cool to get it all out and look at it. But this is why I'm literally painting Necromunda models that I will never use for a game which, frankly, was a bit. Iffy. <laughs> Ooh. That, oh dear. Them's, them's, them's fighting words. No, I love Necromunda passionately, but the game had a few flaws and it was probably overly complicated. Yeah, it, it was. How it dare was, you, sir? It was, That's Pistols of Dawn. It was an in depth game, um, but it was an awful lot of fun. 
But it's great in the same way that I'd love to play Inquisitor. I never got to play Inquisitor. Ooh, okay. Was that the forty-five mil scale. Yes, uh, weird, weird scale. Fifty-eight mil, I think. Fifty-eight mil. Weird big models. Big models. We don't like big models unless they're giants or something. Oh no, no, they were really lovely models. I had a few of them. Uh, I've got the rule book floating around for it somewhere, though I don't think I ever. If I had any of the models, I definitely got rid of them now. But I still have the rule book floating around because it's got some awesome fluff and stuff. In. I was going to say that's that would be an awesome read. Yeah, yeah. We went on quite a tangent there, didn't we? What were we talking about? Snotlings. Uh, yeah, I don't know, something like that. This is. I quite enjoyed that. It was nice to talk about other stuff for a bit. Look at us, full of opinions about the world at large. We'll do. Maybe, I feel all philosophical. Perhaps while we're on lockdown, we should do a Black Library book club. <laughs> well, I, I, I've been dying to start a book club because I thought it'd be when you sit around, you've got nothing to do. Yeah, why not? I've, I've started a. What have I done? Um, <clears throat> so far, since being in lockdown, I've started a, a tabletop RPG session, which I'm GMing. I've joined, uh, I think, two fumble leagues, maybe, maybe one. I've just literally started a film club with some family members. I've done a weekly pub quiz with my family as well now. It's 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 a good time to, to get all these ideas out and see what works. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, it's good fun. I don't know if I'll have time. <laughs> oh, the irony. What, funny, what, isn't what it? book would you want to do for your book club? Um, well, if it was Black Library or if it was any other thing. I think Black Library makes sense. Um, well, well, this is the interesting one because this is the same with like film clubs. Do you pick a film which or a book which you've already read which you think other people should read and you want to talk about or do you pick one that you've wanted to read for a while get other people to read it and you can all experience it for so the first time together What's I, the best I way think the best way to do this is uh, everyone picks a couple of books you put them in a hat and you draw one at random yes but what do you pick do you do you enter a book which you've already read or one which you have not read which I, would, I, I would suggest you can do either but if it's a book you've already read ideally a book you haven't read in a while Yes, that's probably the correct answer. I think so long as you want to reread it, it's fine. Yeah, I, I think so, ultimately, yeah. The Black Library, oh wow, let's see. I mean, it would be fun to try and talk about, um, about what's his face, Commissar, the funny one. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, one I've Caiaphas Kane. I, I do want to read that. That's it. Caiaphas Kane, yep, Which... awesome, fucking awesome books. Uh, but the thing is, I would just pick Dan Abner, though, because I am basically his biggest fanboy. It's very uh, it hard feels like not now. to pick Dan Abner because he is brilliant. He's done an awful <laughs> lot, yeah. I would pick the Magus, which is the recent Eisenhorn uh, one that Ooh, came out. Okay. Uh, no, because... no, you, no. I think that's a rule. You have to pick the first in a series. You can't pick the most recent because oh, not man. everyone is going to be up to date. Okay, in that case, I pick all of the Eisenhorn books. The Eisenhorn books um, are pretty great. So I would actually pick Ravenna because I've not read any of them. Oh, okay. Ah, well, you want to start with Eisenhorn because that's the no, first no. I've, I've read Eisenhorn, but I've not read. I've oh, not right. read any of the Ravenna books. Ah, see, I see. Weirdly, I read Ravenna before Eisenhorn, which was bizarre. They <laughs> are not the right order. No, no. But I get, those are very good. I mean, if you read it knowing that he was, he used a, basically he was going to write for the X Men comics, and he used he just took a plot from there and turned it into Ravenna. That's when. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yep. That explains yeah, that why Raffin's in a wheelchair. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, you've got a psychic guy in a wheelchair. It's great. You've got yeah. a team of people who are with various powers and abilities. <laughs> it's the X-Men. I mean, it's no worse for that. It's still fucking cool. Um, 
That's a good one. But then, no, I know. I think I know what I'd pick. I would pick. There's a book called. Uh, I think it's called. It's a series called A Knight of Bretonia or something. Uh, night, uh, night, yeah, it. there's there's Knight Errant, Knight of the Realm, great books. Yeah. I randomly found one in a library and I read it and I liked it, but I had a few question, qualms about it and I would like to discuss them with other people. But it makes sense if you read it. I well, I'm, I'm fairly sure I have those because um, I've got like a whole bookshelf full of full of Black Library books. I I would probably want to select uh, one of the old school ones, something like oh, like Agrigags or whatever it's called, Zarazog. No, Gen- uh, well, uh, I, I was going to say Drakenfels. Yes, Drakenfels is amazing. Which is Kim Newman, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yep, that is le- it's legit that. good. And I don't think is that, is that Kim is in a woman. No, not as in a woman. Oh. Um, but I was Kim say, Newman, a female author. What? Huh? No, what? Kim Newman what is a film critic and an author. Which is, is is generally quite awesome. Yeah, very into that, horror. I think they're written under the name. Is it Jack Yeovil, the pen name? Uh, that sounds right. Of those ones, I think. But yeah, they are... Drakenfell in particular is very good, but all the Genevieve and Dead ones are pretty great. Beasts and Velvet, See, also good. My Black Library collection is not actually that large. I'm just looking Ooh. at it, and it's mainly Horus Heresy. Oh, I've, yeah, um, okay. But that's in no got, way look, up to date. got old worlds to get over. Got Reckon Felix? See, uh, I, so yep. I read some of these as a kid from because we had them in the school library. God knows why. Uh, Nice. Yeah, I th- my school library had the same. Don't know why I had a copy of Drakenfell and like Space Marine, but yeah. <laughs> By the way, Space Marine that could be an option because that's fucking weird. Forty k. I mean, oh, if that, you guys um, want, is to that do CS this... Go to? And it's backflipping Terminators or whatever. Uh, yeah, no, it's no, it's like nineteen ninety, and it's when they hadn't really firmed up what stuff was so it's basically about imperial fist scouts um raiding a uh, space hulk it's fucking weird pretty good though <laughs> and they uh, yeah it's it's pretty it's weird but it's kind of great i've heard um, the older uh, there's some the some of the older stuff where the the cannon wasn't quite as uh, shall we say clad in iron there is some some freaky shit it was as set in sto- oh, some of the weird yeah, stuff it wasn't as set in stone shall we say Hmm. I mean, well, I am fully up for any form of Black Library uh, book club, and I so long. I think the rule would be it has to be obtainable from their digital store, which I think pretty much everything is. Should be. Ah, you know what? Now, now it sounds like we're a sponsor, but we're not. Right now, there. If you know what the humble bundle is, it's essentially oh, yes. it used to be different. Yeah. Uh, but now. You basically you can pay a, any amount for the bottom tier, then you can pay more for the higher tiers. It's a collection of media, games, books, whatever, which you can get for usually pretty cheap. And they are literally, as we speak, they are doing a Black Library ebook bundle. Okay, where That's do I get this? Li- Search for Humble Bundle, and you'll see. Excuse me while I start typing. Uh, it'll be like you get if you pay a quid you'll get certain ones if you pay ten quid you'll get other ones if you pay twenty quid you get loads more yeah the humble bundles are pretty and do you know great. what why are we saying that we're just doing we should flipping extend this to the people at home no we should we should do we, a, we absolutely yeah. should so wait a minute give me a minute uh, you guys keep talking and I'm going to make this work okay where do I find people at home this is a cordial invitation to join the anything but one black library book club we are going to pick a book. Uh, we're going to read it, and we're going to talk about it on air. Um, and I think what would be great is we pick a date. Let's say we picked a book, and we said, I don't know, two weeks or whatever, however long, three weeks, a month, to read a book. 
people can send their comments in. We can discuss them on air. Wouldn't that be a good idea? Let's do Holy it. Holy crap. Let's do it. Okay, so it looks suspiciously like the... F- is, is some of this bundle free? Uh, n- usually not. Usually the minimum tier is like you can pay a penny and get it. Yeah, it'll be like a quid or something, yeah. Okay, so... There's 14 days left of this one. For the price of a pound. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that that's a good way into this. I mean, there are... Oh, oh wait a minute. Oh, last How chances. Much, uh, I've oh, got, if I spend £12, I get Ravana and Xenos. Uh, do you get all the Ravana? It, it says Ravana, which I assume is the first one. Uh, it's Yeah, it's, it's Ravana, then it's Ravana... Like revenged and Ravana and oh, what's he called? It's the first one. Ravana okay, yeah. so I think I think for for our inaugural one, we should do this based on someone spending a pound. I think that's fair. Okay. Oh, sorry, I am slaughter. I've just realised that's in the twelve pound one. I've got the physical book of that upstairs. It's fucking cool. Oh, right. That's a Dan Abner one. Imperial fist punching orcs in the face. Nice. So on my days, I'm scrolling up before I do something I regret. Uh, I mean, I'm about to spend some money on this because this is this is going to be bought. There's no question. But well, it, of, in the one pound section, clearly the best one. I don't care who you are. It's going to be Cyphers Kane. Well, uh, is that is yes. that the first Cyphers Kane book? Which one is it? Uh, for the Emperor. For the Emperor. Ooh. I... Yes. Book one of the Cyphers yes, Kane series. Think, right. Yeah. In that case, can I propose that we make that the first anything but a one book club? Yes. I think I've read it before, but I will happily read it again. I've, I I've read it. it before, I have it, I will happily dig it out and read it again. And I have never read right. it also in this bundle. In fact, we could just work our way through the entire bundle. Right, hang on, hang on. We hang could. On. Sorry, let me just go through. Right, I'm on the same page now, so... So, for for the low, low price of £1, we have Space Wolf by William King, which, which is I've got. good. It's awesome. That's a very good book. Yeah. Um, I is have... It? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, it's basically Ragnar Blackmane and him kicking ass yeah there's three three of them yeah there are three Is it i like think blood, that's the first blood, blood claw and yes i believe that's the yes. first one yeah i think um, that's right but that's quite good i haven't read any of the others okay oh the night lords one is pretty good i don't know uh, i'm just, I'm just looking next... at a pound just okay the value of low low value of one pound i may well one buy pound. the others for my own personal use um but Schaefer's last chances that's pretty good as well. Uh, I like how. Have you noticed how? Just want to just want to point this out. The the cheap shitty tier one pound one has got no Dan Abnett. The middle tier has got one Dan Abnett, and the high tier has got like four. <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know, that's that's an accurate representation of the quality of of forty k. Oh look, I am slaughtered. Written by Dan Abnett. I mean, the, oh, the number of good books one. that man writes. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's it really is, good is it in, is incredible. In, um, if anybody has read Magos, which is a collection of short stories followed by a novel uh, about it's it's set within the Ravenna Eisenhorn um, mythos, and it's kind of it's a collection of the stories between certain stories, and they all link together with this big one at the end. It's really good. At the beginning, uh, he has a big sort of preamble about just writing stories, and the way he describes it is really good. Um, so he has a lot of projects on the go, but what he does, he imagines them as a waiting room, and so what he'll do is he'll he'll call the next one in and he'll write that one and he'll call the next one in but he knows what order he's going to do them in so he knows for example the um ravenna eisenhorn uh second trilogy or third trilogy the one after ravenna 
that like he's got the last book of that ready to go in the waiting room he knows it's there and he's just going to do it when he gets to it but he's got other stuff in the way um, until he gets to that point so he doesn't get bored with it and it's a really it's a really little interesting uh, glimpse into his process yeah but that's nice. just batshit insane because the number of books he's got on the go because he's got his own fiction he does as well he doesn't just work for black library oh yeah oh he does yeah. doctor who stuff as well absolutely yeah and comic and also comic books it's like, how the hell do you do this? And then other authors take... And, and I'm not I'm not criticising those authors that take time. Uh, one of my favourite authors would be Patrick, Patrick Rothfuss. Patrick Rothfuss. And he is not... Get on with it. No, no. He will, he will take his time and he will give us the book that we all want. It will just take the time that it takes. That's fine. However, how... I don't understand the different mindsets that makes this happen because Rothfuss has released... Two books in 15 years. Whereas Abnett has done hundreds. And that might even be literally And hundreds. he does good stuff. Might, he just does good stuff. I think, in fairness, is that literally over 100 books? Because it's about 15 for Gaunt's Ghosts alone. Um, More than 15, isn't it? I was going to say... Yeah... Well, we can just we can just search for him on the uh, on the old um, okay. Dab Abnett bibliography. Here is here is oh okay all right you you do it as a as a mini blood blusters. Uh, okay, the, uh, just take there's a fucking shitload. I am going to go on for my days. One hundred and twenty-five. Matt, would you care to guess? Just, just for forty k ones? No, no, sure. no, all 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 of his output. Ooh. Oh my days! Oh, in which case, like two hundred. Uh, well, I've got to, I've got to figure out how to count all these. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Uh, what I like so, is I've given you a challenge in math, including, um, including uh, comic books. Yes. Because of course, he writes comic books as well. He does. Uh, according to WorldCap.org, Dan Abnett features. Oh my fucking days! One thousand. What? 526 works across 2,733 publications that in three languages. That is insane. Yeah, he did a pretty good run on the Titans, actually, for DC. That was pretty good. Amongst so there you things, go. So, yeah. That shut us up, didn't it? But if I were to go for uh, fiction, so let's pick fiction, like our roles as author. There we go, let's have a look. I should better filter this down. So, oh God, there's so many. Uh, it's um oh I don't know, there's millions, fucking millions, and he's I remember someone I remember once reading a uh, a description of his write, writing which was that he's got such skill at writing that even his shopping list quivers with cinematic tension, <laughs> <laughs> oh, which I liked a lot. I have been rereading the Gaunt's Ghost books as well. Actually, I've gotten through the first three anthologies since the start of lockdown. Good man. Have you read? Uh, have you? Have you? You know the one that came out a few weeks ago. I am not. Arkham. I am not yet there. Uh, I have I to do. It. I, I have read to it. do now the. It's what's called victory, isn't it? The the victory series. Um. So I, I'm still not yet over the. Um. I, I, I'm I'm going to phrase this as carefully as I can to avoid spoilers. The unfortunate incident at the end of Warmaster. Um, 
Oh, now you're gonna now. Hold on, let me remember this. I, I will explain. Uh, I would no, no. I will explain off air because there is no way in hell I'm spoiling this. I feel unfortunate um, incident at the end of one of those books. It, everyone knows that there there are unfortunate incidents. It's just, um, I'm still not over it. Please, please don't explain <laughs> it. I have not read that one yet. Okay. It's on my. It's oh, on no. my. It's on my shelf, but I haven't read it yet. You told me to, to remind you when you're in your garage if it's see if I lend it to you or not. Is oh, it in your garage? Uh, no. I did look the other day, oh, but I forgot it. to tell you. Apologies. Where the hell have I put that book? Oh, well. It's a shame. It's a hardback and everything. Okay. I've somehow, I've somehow misplaced it. So, are, are we agreeing that we are going to read the first Caiaphas Kane book in time for the next episode? And do we need to tell Merrick that he's doing it as well? Uh, Merrick can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That's, yes, that's a, that, that, is a, um, that is a deep cut. I know. And what we will do is uh, we will post it. I I will make a formal invitation to all listeners to join our book club. Uh, send us any thoughts you have on the question. Uh, send us a score out of 10 if you want to. Just keep it straight sword and simple. Any favourite quotes? Anything about the book that you think is just interesting? Anything you think is, you know, worth mentioning? Let us know. Because um, this is the whole point of a book club. We talk about what you liked, what you didn't like, what you think was good, bad, what's interesting, what was worthy, worthy of note. And uh, let's let's... Let's all come together and be a bit closer in these difficult times by talking about fucking killing aliens and shit. Or possibly running away from aliens, if I uh, understand. Yep, uh, running, running away from aliens quite a lot. But If nobody but has do... read Cyphers Kane, just read it now without, before we spoil anything else. Yeah, run, run away from aliens a lot, but be mistaken for it being heroic. <laughs> Thumbs up my life. Uh, well, Remember that I haven't read it, so I feel I can't spoil it. Uh, yeah. It's what, good. Uh, has anyone has anyone read the Flashman novels? No, but I am I am aware of the comparison. Yeah, it's it's basically that, but he's a commissar in space, and he does less shagging. But yeah, <laughs> that we know of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no shagging involved. The the, the Flashman books Badly are all, Flashman books are awesome as well. By the way, quick aside. By the way, what color should the skin of a Chaos Dwarf be? Uh, a ruddy pink. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, so it is sort of. I would go kind relatively of sun- standard dwarf color. Yeah, I'd go kind of sunburned almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do live in a volcano. Quite red. They, if, they live. If, uh, they, they live in a volcano. So yeah, that's probably accurate. I mean, I wasn't sure if they would be like pale because in my head dwarfs should be like incredibly ghostly pale because they never go above ground, so they'd be pale, right? Uh, I think Gale, that's Gale, Gale Storms live in on the plains of Zarnagrund, so yeah. Hmm, well, okay. Uh, yeah, I, it also depends on on general color scheme. I quite like uh, literally black skin or gray skin on them as well. That's quite cool. Mm, Ooh, I can see that. I cool. can see that working. Yeah, I've seen that done a that's few times, cool. and it, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. I'm painting these bloody chaos towards for Luke. He's, he basically he was painting them, and then Wait, in his no, words, no, no, he got fed no, up no, painting no. them. Are you painting while podcasting? Of course not. I mean, in general, I, I'm painting. <laughs> Now I would never paint while podcasting. I'm not. A, I'm not scum like you guys. Now you see, I've got respect. The the best thing, Naz, is that so Alex is painting Luke's chaos dwarfs. Luke has just painted my chaos dwarfs for me. <laughs> Nobody's painting my chaos dwarfs. So what's the point? Yeah. So I was chatting to Thor the other day, and he's like, "Oh, do, do you need any models painted?" I'm like, "Um." You know who you're talking to, right? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, no, I paint my own. <laughs> and he's like, I have nothing else to do. <laughs> this is all I have left. 
Uh, Actually, um, stupidly, I am running out of stuff to paint. Paint. I really am. Hey, Johnson. Right. Okay. Yeah. I can. I can sort that. I can. <laughs> I have boxes. I can just chuck some stuff together. I can send it to you. That is, if you're getting bored, you you name it. You want 40k. You want Necromunda. You want Gorkamorka. You want Blood Bowl. You name the era. I can send it to you. <laughs> so honestly, um, there is a chance that might happen. Right. Um, okay. Not, okay. Not, not yet. Not yet. Um, so I'm currently painting my Delac. And I I will finish them, and I'm tr- I'm looking to get a lovely dropship model, uh, which is mm. a Mantic Games dropship model, and it's so cool. It, the best way I can describe it is 40k Thunderbird two. Ooh, okay, nice. Ooh, that was always the best Thunderbird, objectively. With detachable and openable cargo pod. Nice. Okay. It's awesome. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna. I've got that and some model and some pilot minis coming. So I've got like a, an objective for my Delac to fight over. I mean, who they're gonna fight, I don't know. But that's not the point. Each other. Exactly. They're gonna fight the very concept of togetherness. I have a demon team which I'm gonna finish up, and then I'm not what is sure. This? Is this what I'm painting next? No, no. Uh, sorry, demon team for Blood Bowl. Delac is oh. is Necromunda, and then honestly. I think I'm out of projects, and I'm I'm just going to be thinking about what I do next. It's weird. Sculpting. Uh, um, well, I don't really sculpt. Uh, I've tried. I'm not great at it. Practice though. Well, I saw your slan. He was coming along nicely. Yeah, I mean, he also hasn't changed for a long time. I mean, yeah, that slan for you. To to be honest, out out <laughs> of the out of the boxes in front of me, not even getting into what's in the boxes, I have. <laughs> I have four metal 40k orcs, a dark reaper exarch, a couple of chaos blood bowl players, uh, an orc epic clan, uh, loads of metal 80s harlequins, elder ones, one of the phoenix lords, some adeptus arbites, necromunda ones, the judges, uh, some snake white boys. Oh, the judges, oh, they are good. Which of the phoenix They're lords? They're the ones that just judge dread. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Which, which of the Phoenix Lords? Uh, is it a Sherman, the like, Dire Avenger type one? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. But I've also got the Sweeping Hawk one still in his oh, blister. Oh, the best one. He, he's still in his blister and unopened. So, uh, oh, he, but he also needs so to be done. Cool. And I've got James R. I, uh, needs stripping and uh, redoing as well. When I hear elves talking about elves, it makes me want nothing more than to be a lovely big chunky orc and punch them in their silly frilly faces. <laughs> Swooping hawk this, phoenix lord that. Nah, just punch him in the face with a big steel-clad fist. So, did any of you... Again, I know we're going off topic. We abandoned Blood Bowl a while Have we ago. been on topic? Yeah, 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 We talked about Blood Bowl. Oh, incidentally, we are not doing Matt Forbeck as book club. <laughs> we're not talking about what? Matt Forbeck. Who's Matt Forbeck? Oh, is he the Blood Bowl one? Yeah. Yeah. Right now... I've got a Blood Bowl anthology upstairs, and some of the books were quite good. You know what? Some I, of them, you know what? Not. Um, they are at least one of them is okay. <laughs> that is the correct way to describe those books. <laughs> the first one is all right. acceptable. Yeah. The thing is, they, oh I'm, I'm, no, I've not read that one. Sorry, I've got the short story collection. I've not got the actual novelization version. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe we should then. Maybe we should reread the first Blood Bowl book because Alex has never read it. How uh, bad can it be? Yeah. The first one is 
okay. There, <laughs> high praise indeed. To be yeah, to be honest, the first one is okay. The others are not the worst Black Library books out there. That is not saying much. That no, I mean, are you sure about that? You've read the stupid David Deckham. Yeah, I mean, they're it's not great. pretty damn bad. They're not great, no. It must have been worse puns than David than David Deckham. Yes, over years in there are, Bowl. and they're in that book. Say again. There are worse puns, and they're in that book. Yeah, oh. that is. It's yeah. There's a lot not to like about them, um, but yeah. It yeah. Yeah. You know, One fair, second. Fair play. He's a published author. <laughs> Yeah, we can't say that, can we, really? Exactly, yeah. Um, God. Um, right. So right, we, no, we're not going to do I'm that back. for the first I'm book. I'm back. I'm back. Give me a second. Oh, you were gone very quickly. I'm just Yeah, you know, it's fine. I'm just skimming. Um, have you got it in front of you? Yes, there? I'm trying to find something. I'd have to go up to the spare room to get my copy. You know when the podcast is getting really bad, when I we're mean, literally listening to you read here, in your head? I mean, this, this is a good sentence. Back in the sure wood... He'd seen the orgy from a distance and he'd done his best to ignore it. <laughs> no, no. I think it sounds from, great. From later in that paragraph, lost in the throes of their disease-tainted ecstasy, he could not avoid it. Mm. That's the best kind of ecstasy, of course. Disease-tainted. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it sounds great, personally. Uh, but we're not. We're going to do Cypress Kane first. We've already decided. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, more skimming, and I've come across a character called Cobb Rostus. I don't get it. Rob Costas. I don't know. I know the name. It's just... Oh, it's just... There are so many names in this where literally he's just gone, surname and first name? Let's just swap those letters around. That'll work. Spoonerism. That's that's it. That's that's all I need, and that that yeah, will work. Not, you know. it, it, I don't. Hey, understand. look, he's a published author. Remember, he, we are. No, he is a published author. Actually, technically, I am, but that's a separate matter. Um, oh, is that a PhD? Mm-hmm. No, it's. Uh, I mean, it's an article that no one has ever read. But technically, I is am it a Power published Rangers author. erotica? No. Is it furry uh, stuff? It is. Um. Clergy in the Diocese of Cork, Cloyne and Ross during the 15th century. I think oh, I've read that. That's yeah, a real page turn. I could not... put it down. Oh, one of my favourites. That's not quite right. That's, that's not quite right. Anyway. I can't even remember the title of your own book. That's, that's no, not no, good. No, no, it's an article. It's, it's not a book. Oh, right. Fair enough. Right. How do I pay £12 for this? I mean, we click the big button that says, give me all your money and I'll give you the books. I'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, they're they're pretty good. The humble bundles, and that one is. If I didn't have about eighty percent of the books on there, would be super tempted. Uh, I've there got are, a few um, of them. More, they they do humble bundles for Black Library stuff I mean, relatively frequently. It's not the first I've seen. I've seen a good couple. Yeah, the the reason I have about eighty percent of them is I probably have about eighty percent of the Black Library's output. So, <laughs> in total. On that, so now was it history of Ireland? Your 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 degree yes, and stuff. Right. Is that what it was? Um, I always wanted to know what was your opinion of when uh, Pope Anastasius the Fourth in eleven fifty two, the Synod of Kells, claimed Ireland as a papal fief. What was your opinion of that? Ooh, controversial. 
Yeah, I was no, I wasn't a fan. I thought Pope Anastasius then really took the piss. So actually, the problem with that is it really plays into the wider geopolitical structure at the time, uh, because you've got the Anglo-Normans coming in to effectively colonise parts of Ireland, and it really messes that up. Arguably, that's why the troubles happened. Yeah, it's all wow. at the time very very feudalistic with the um, effectively the Anglo-Normans as the, the kind of overlords, and yeah, it doesn't end well. No, doesn't it well. really, really doesn't, doesn't end well. Um, are you saying uh, that would be an ecumenical matter? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, thank you, Wikipedia, for that sentence. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I had enough counter-Catholic Reformation bollocks in in my A levels. I don't have to do that. Don't have to do that. Sh- I don't do that shit anymore. Okay. I'm a free man. I don't care about your your indulgences and your Council of Trent and all the rest of it. You can stick it up your. I mean, your I'll be honest. The anyway. the levels of knowledge you have there are quite impressive. See, I was talking to this. So I was talking about about this to Anna recently. We were, we've been decluttering the house, and I've been finding all sorts of old random shit. Nice. And I found my A levels. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about these. <laughs> um, I don't know why I did this, and I wish I could go back and slap myself. But I, <laughs> I was I was doing music, music tech, biology, and history. Um, and history was my best subject, and it always had been. It was the one I did the best in, but. I dropped it at AS level, so um, I didn't do it at A2. And my reasoning was I didn't like the fact that uh, different historians had different opinions of what happened. <laughs> I liked learning about what happened as opposed oh, to people's opinions of what happened. Me. And that really wound me up for some reason. And thinking back, I thought, actually, no, that would have been really interesting to carry on. Yes. And I would have done much better in my A-levels, probably got into my first choice university. My whole life would have been different. That's not why I was annoyed at myself. Sliding doors, myself sliding doors I... moment there, clearly. But on the other hand, yeah. you are where you are with us talking about... Actually, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> we're, I think we're talking about the Counter-Catholic Reformation and the Council of Trent. I'm pretty sure in that's what? not what we're supposed 15... to be talking about. I prefer I the remember. Diet of Worms, but... <laughs> God, see, and and they call us and they call us uncultured. We we could talk about stuff. We know things, and stuff and things. Um, if ever you want to know about music tech, you know that's my degree. It comes in handy every day. Barely a day goes by where I don't have to answer something about music tech, about uh, high pass filters and about you know quantizing. It just comes up so frequently. Yep, the, that that his, that history knowledge serves me well. <laughs> Yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, we talked a bit Nothing about models. Um, Matt, what are you painting? We never did actually answer that one. Uh, at the moment, I'm painting some snakebite orc boys, classic ninety, early nineties oh, wow. models, metal. So I am going classic paint jobs. They've got bright red weapons. It's great. <laughs> Do you know what? You, just saying, snakebite orcs really takes me back. Oh, that's so weird. Um, you know how they say a certain smell can take you back or whatever. Hmm. I have a very, very distinct memory of sitting in my house in Braiding on the Isle of Wight. That's where I used to live, on the Mall, in case anybody's local to it. And um, I remember painting. My brother had like three or four Warhammer models, seriously, barely any. And he had some orcs. And I remember having a pot of paint called Snakebite Leather. And in my head, I can see the exact shade of like butterscotchy brown. Mm. And I remember painting something with it. And that's, that was one of my first ever experiences of Warhammer ever. Snakebite Leather is oh a contrast God. paint still. It's still an existing colour. It wow. certainly is. I have been using it on my Necromander models. I've I've used it liberally but, on the snake bites. <laughs> Yay! That was when I um I used to play as uh, I used to play vampire counts. I used to have a Necrack vampire. I had one unit of skeletons. I had some random zombies. I had a black coach inexplicably. Obviously, yeah. Uh, 
and and one Strigoi vampire lord. And that was oh, and I had three individual models for a grave guard, and that was literally all I had. Nice. Oh no, I had a banshee as well because I couldn't afford anything else. So I just had three grave guard, literally three grave guard. Nice. Back in the old, I, used to, I bought a, I bought a blister of them, and one was green, one was red, and one was blue. Oh, back in the old days. Back in the days, I used to. Hate oh no, I also had a I had a Zacharias the Ever Living. He uh, he cost me twenty five pound, which at the in that in those monies was huge. He was a he was a zombie. Um, he was a vampire lord on a dragon on a zombie dragon. I used to hate vampires. They were the worst. Ah, <laughs> oh, they were. I remember the worst. once doing a, a um. We did a game against uh, me and my friends. He had he didn't have any fantasy, just had forty k, and I was the other way around. Yeah. So uh, we did a we did the classic. I'm sure everyone's done it at some point. Fantasy versus forty k. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that always ends well. Well, he set up his tyranids. I thought you know tyranids. It could be you know because the rules you know you can more or less translate them. Yeah. He had a psychic phase, but I had a magic phase. You yeah. Know, yeah. It worked yeah. quite well. So turn one, he goes first. And uh, I don't know if it was a hive tyrant or it might have just been a tyrannid warrior from across the map snipes my vampire lord and kills him in one shot, <laughs> <laughs> and he just died. And then my army crumbled, and I thought, oh. The thing, the thing is, that's that's what you do against vampires and undead. You turn all your cannons and you hope they fail that lookout sir R roll. And it's easier when they've got plasma. Yep, sure is. <laughs> yes, that that will definitely make a difference. So, so I'm sure in those days instant death wasn't a thing, but it was in 40k, and technically it was strength eight. So bye bye vampire lord. Yep. Splat. So uh, one of my most fondly remembered games of Warhammer Fantasy was me, my high elves against Bretonians, and I was losing, and it wasn't going very well. And on the final turn, I went, "All right, I'm just going to fire a single bolt at your general on the back of your uh, Pegasus," and went, "Oh, I've hit. Oh, it's hit your general and not the Pegasus. Oh, look, I've." Wounded, and you don't get an armor save. And oh, look, I've done four wounds, and half your army's run away. Nice. <laughs> and it's just utter bullshit. But it's his fault for flying up in the air where everybody can see him. He should have known better. I think. I think one of the one of the best. Well, one of the most ridiculous forty k games I've ever had was my orcs versus my friends Imperial Guard. So he had a uh, commissar Yarek. I had Gaskell Thracker. You know, classic, cla- classic showdown. And he rather unsportingly used a virus bomb. Uh, uh, and it, see from the fluff, I know what that does. Yeah, it basically wiped out all the orcs, uh, and then it got to one Gretchen who was remarkably far forward, and I rolled the maximum distance, which meant it suddenly spread to the Imperial Guardsman who was furthest forward, and it basically ended up. <laughs> so I I had three mega armored orcs left against Commissar Yarick, because he was the he died. But then he made his. I I don't know death. I just stand back up again, yep. and that was it. And and like yeah, and 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 a tank, and that that was it. Nice. Everything else had been wiped out. It was amazing. See, we had a. Uh, I done something similar where I was playing my Imperial Guard versus some. Uh, I think some stupid rubbish Eldar or something. You know, Oof. bloody cheating yeah. rubbish Eldar. Um, and it was interesting because it got to the point where he wiped out my entire army, uh, because you know Eldar and that's sure. just what they do. Yeah. If anybody uh, needs convincing, look up Wave Serpent and just look it up. Oh, the Wave oh, Serpent. Days. The Wave Serpent. Somebody did the maths, and it turns out that basically one Wave Serpent was as effective as about four Chimeras for about a quarter of the price. And it was just a transport ship. because it had. Anyway, I'm not going into it now. Um, but he wiped out my <laughs> whole army. You're not bitter. And the, the last thing he killed was Commissar Yarrick. 
Uh, and then we were like, but hold on a minute. Uh, Commissar Yarrick gets a chance to come back. He does. Does that still happen if the rest of my army is dead? And Commissar Yarrick came back, and him coming back meant that something was like he was denying a victory point <laughs> and he was holding a, a corner of a map or something which gave him a victory point, which technically meant I won. But if he didn't come back, then I hadn't won. And we were like, well, what does this mean? So technically speaking, I won that fight just because Commissar Yarrick came back on the very last turn after everyone else had died. <sighs> Commissar Yarrick was but, the best. You know, typical 40k. It was a little unclear on those bits of rules. Yeah. It's not about the result. It's the journey you have on the on way. four or more, you get your way. And on a one to three, your opponent gets their way. That's the classic way of resolving any argument. It is the correct way any to argument. resolve literally Anna. any argument. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I, uh, if I have an argument with Anna, I can roll a dice. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Just make sure, uh, make sure I you've will... got a loaded dice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll bring that up and I'll see I'll see how far that gets me. <laughs> we were going to talk about something. What were you going to talk about specifically? Tabletop sim. Is it tabletop sim? No, Secret League. Uh, I mean, do we want to do that now? We've, we've been rabbiting for a long time about a lot of bullshit. Let's, let's kick the oh. Secret League to the, uh, the book club episode, which is what I'm going to call the next episode. Ah, all right. <laughs> we should have at least a couple more uh, fights in us by then. Um. Oh, I just as a spoiler, boys and girls at home, three men teams really hard to play, but they're lots of fun. Uh, yeah, sim- similar spoiler. Vampires that are even worse than the normal vampire team, quite tough. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not. And Naz was too slow because he 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 didn't read the memo. He was he missed the early worm. <laughs> <laughs> Which means he has to just watch from the sidelines, like a like a like outside a sweet shop sort of thing. Can I point out we never talked about the gloriousness of Mike Emery? We never uh, well, actually talked about the Bubble League when we were playing the Bubble League. Oh, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? And yeah. I would like to point out that I went unbeaten for I think eight games with Kemry, and I only drew one of those. Well, it's very impressive. I'm very proud of that achievement. You should be. Then I and, and, you should be, and, you should be proud. And Alex, remind me, um, how many players did you have left on your pitch when we played? Oh, I don't remember. It's, it's, you know, it's just um, I, we don't need to talk about was that. It, do we? Was it a nice round number? It was. I mean, technically, it was an even number. Hmm. I think. Is, I is it a one. number at all? Did you actually fully pitch clean? Yes. Did I have someone? Yes, there? I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was very was proud shocking. of that fact. That was a shocking, shocking, shocking day for me. It's weird, my, uh, given I have of... no mighty blow. I know. And my chaos team was like, yeah, let's punch some guys. And they they were the ones who got punched. Speaking of um of blessed Kemri, though, have you seen my Kemri in the Sorbow League? Oh, God, what have you got now? So this is the... Th- you're gonna, you can only play him for three seasons in the Sorbow League uh, before you have to retire them, because it just keeps it all fresh. They're, they're in their third season. Um, they've got 21 wins, four draws, and one loss. They are... They have they are charmed, and I'm, I will tell you, possibly the reason why they're doing so well might have something to do with the throw raw. Yes, who, which um, one? At time of writing, has got um, block and dodge. You know, so that's pretty lucky. Kick off return. You know, so not too bent. Um, and uh, strength five. <clears throat> that is definitely gonna improve your chances slightly. It's utterly. And in terms bent. of doubles, I've only actually got one tomb guardian right. Who uh, doesn't have block? Do, 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 do. Jammy and how many bastards. of them have guard and stand firm? Oh, all of them. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. They've they have oh no, sorry, one of them doesn't have stand firm because he's got plus movement, because I thought, yeah, why not? But other than that, they all have got guard and stand firm and block. <coughs> oh shit. Apart from one. So uh I mean, it is yeah. proof there's, there's that a... high level Kemri are very good. Yeah, we're, oh. uh, it's, it, it's like it's like we said with uh, vampires, Alex. Turns out vampires when they don't have bloodlust are pretty good. Turns out turns yeah. out Kemri turns out Kemri when the Tomb Guardians have fuckloads of skills, also pretty good. Yep. It's like playing old Kemri again. Yeah, yeah, yes. It basically is like playing old Kemri. They've all got block. They don't have mighty blow though, but you don't need it. No. You just don't need you it. You really don't. Not with that much strength and block, because eventually stuff will just die. Well, if this is a very short season. I played San, uh, and he, he brought a fresh human team. <laughs> um, oh, okay. He had over a million in adjustments. <laughs> so, uh, How did that so, go for? Right. Did it help at all? Well, let me explain. I don't now. If you think you, you know, when you feel bad when you buy a star player and they're a bit shit, and you think, oh, what a waste of money, or you buy a babe and you roll a two, and you think, oh, what, what a waste of fifty k that was. So, Sam bought three bribes. He bought uh, two babes. He bought a halfling master chef. Um, he bought the mighty Zug, and he bought Helmet Wolf. Uh, so, you, quite a lot of inducements there, you know. Um, but on turn two, at the mighty Zug, he so San got a skull on a pow and accidentally clicked the skull, um, which then accidentally broke Zug's armor and accidentally killed him. <laughs> which may have accidentally meant that then I could just hit Helmet Wolf straight away, which I did, and he died as well without ever actively activating whatsoever. Nice. Um, of his three bribes, two of them were ones. He only ever made successfully one KO roll despite having two babes, and uh, his chef. Across both halves, stole one reroll in total. So uh, I think he had a uh, he he would have got his money back if he'd argued the point with the, whoever sold him those utterly utterly shit inducements. Yeah, yeah, probably. That sounds yeah, like TV a thousand humans versus TV two thousand Kemri. And because I had six hundred k in the bank, I pumped in three hundred k and bought three bribes as well, just because <laughs> I'm a bad man. I mean, why not? I mean, I've, got, I've only got one season left, and I've, they've still got 500k now, so what do I do with it? So, in theory, I've got, I'm in the middle of a tabletop league, and I've got goblins with about 200k in the bank. Nice. So, bribe, bribe, bribes. Well, exactly. I'm, I'm into the playoffs, and I was going to just hammer the... Just spend so much cash on all of the stuff, hire stars, get all of the things, and then, oh, no, I can't play this anymore. Okay, I'll just go and... Well, did you know... I think I remember reading this in the rule book. Obviously, you can just waive this rule, but if you're in the finals or semi-finals, you're technically not allowed to hire star players. Uh, yes, and uh, my commissioner is a halfling player. <laughs> Fair enough, then. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, I think we might as well leave it there. I think now. we probably should. Yeah. We've... um. Well, we talk. It's, it's been more of a informal episode. This hasn't it? I've quite, I've quite liked this sort of episode. Just chatting a little bit. It's been quite a nice one. Talked about nice things. We chatted shit. <laughs> chatted we, shit. we really did, and possibly about shit as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Probably fair. So, uh, everyone at home, we'll post the link to the humble bundle. Um, buy it, buy it for a quid, uh, or actually, you know, I think you can do it for a pound if you want to, or you can obviously pay a bit more if you think the publishers deserve to get it more. I may have um, paid twelve, thought, so I get all the books. Well, that's just as good sensible. as incentive as anything yep, else. Sensible. Um, get yourself bought, uh, and we will read. Hopefully, between now and the next episode, 
um, the Cyphers Cane for the Emperor book, and then we can discuss it on there. Send us your thoughts and opinions, as I said before. And we'll have the first ever Anything But One interactive book club experience. Hell yes, we will. We're the only podcast that gives you homework. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, right. So, that only leaves me to thank you guys for joining me. Um, And for me to say, we have been Anything But One. What could go wrong? Woo! Beep, 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 beep